Welcome to the Run the Race podcast. We're going to take you on some journeys of fitness and faith. Maybe you need some help getting motivated, want to lose weight or get stronger physically. Have you ever questioned God or, or do you look for purpose in life? I am there with you. I'm your host, Jason Dennis, a TV news anchor and marathon runner wanting to be a better spouse, dad, and Christian. The goal here, inspire you to run the race in more ways than one as we talk to experts and inspiring people digging deeper into the mind, body, and soul. Let's do this. All right, what's up, y'all? We are going to have some fun today. Here it is, the first Run the Race podcast. My name is Jason Dennis, honored to be your host, excited about diving into this crazy world of fitness and faith. You know, these are two pretty big priorities in my life. Often they really kind of feed off each other. They kind of merge. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, about both these uh, subjects. Thank you so much for joining us on this journey. It is definitely uh, a journey. I've been one and, and about to be more of one. Uh, hearing the name of the podcast, you may be wondering, is this just for runners it's called Run the Race? The simple answer, definitely not. Now, I am a runner, but I believe in the value of being a, a well-rounded person. There are so many ways to be fit, to stay in shape, and then there's faith. Faith can you know, mean a lot of different things for different people. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And so uh, as for the name of the podcast, Run the Race. Now, the race we're talking about is life. Part of my inspiration for the title is from a verse in the Bible. Hebrews 12.1 says, Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us, and let us run with perseverance the race marked for us. So when you run a race any distance, it requires discipline and also plenty of endurance. The same goes for a life of faith. So, uh, you know, we're talking about, you know, throwing off things that hinder us. You know, we're slowed down. If you're carrying something you don't need on your shoulders or carrying uh, too much of something, it, uh, it hinders us, um, hinders us from doing all kinds of things. When we talk about in life, maybe in, in your faith walk, um, it can hinder you from being kind. Uh, forgiving others, living a, a Christian life. So if you like this idea, this podcast, I want you to tell others about it. Uh, again, it's called Run the Race. Uh, now, this is not going to be, uh, not designed to be a traditional self-help platform because I am definitely no expert, far from it. I have had four plus decades of uh, what my mom calls LEs, life experiences. I'm just a normal guy. Just so happens I've run 11 marathons gone on almost that many overseas Christian mission trips and um, really learned a lot uh, by being a husband and a dad and, and you know really done a lot of fascinating things thanks to working in television news. So fascinating job. I've gone uh, through an army gas chamber with basic trainees. I've witnessed an execution of a cop killer, interviewed U.S. presidents. And so, uh, you know, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that as, as the weeks and months go on, some of the cool things I could do on my job. Uh, and because, uh, you know, having a fitness background as well and a faith background, that really kind of tells my story and helps me do my job better uh, and, and helps maybe a lot of you do your job. So we're going to get real uh, personal on this podcast. Um, I am uh, really psyched to talk to some amazing people in the coming months. Uh, we're going to learn a lot from personal trainers, some motivational speakers, pastors, counselors, some extreme athletes, maybe even some celebrities. Uh, so you never know what I've got up my sleeve. We're going to see if we can find some folks that are, 
um, you know that uh, that you know very very well that will appear on this podcast and talk about um, you know their uh, their you know their faith and their fitness. How do they stay fit uh, both physically and spiritually? But today, as we kick off run the race, I'm gonna essentially interview myself. Um, so hopefully, uh, you won't fall asleep, and I won't either. I've got my coffee right here in front of me, my second cup of the day. So uh, I'm not sure how many cups of coffee you drink, but I usually drink about four cups of coffee a day. So I'm on number two right now in the morning. Um, I'm going to tell you some of the amazing things God has led me to experience. It's been really a roller coaster ride. And sometimes a roller coaster you don't want to be on, but sometimes it's exciting and thrilling. Uh, I've been through a lot of things physically, a lot of things spiritually. Um, And so, uh, you know, we're going to learn together through our own ups and downs. Um, I've got uh, plenty of funny stuff that's happened, embarrassing stories as well. I'm not scared to tell you about them, so uh, so you uh, will get to hear some of the uh, crazy things that uh, I've been through. Um, you know, while uh, you know, just serving God or um, any kind of fitness thing related to some some running stories. Um, so I'm going to start off every podcast interview with what we're going to call the Fast Four. It's a handful of rapid fire questions. So again, this is called the Fast Four. Let's get started. The first question, what is your job description at work and home? So for me, uh, I've been reporting or anchoring television news the last uh, 21 years now. I work a night shift Monday through Friday. I anchor the 5, 6, 10, and 11 o'clock newscasts on our local ABC, WTVM, and Fox TV stations. At home, which is for me a more important job, uh, I've been a husband for the last 19 plus years to a, uh, um, an amazing, patient superwoman for a wife, <laughs> and uh, I'm not sure how she puts up with me. But uh, also, I've learned a lot um, being a father of two wonderful and talented teenagers. Uh, they are just uh, the light of my life, and I do anything for them. So uh, second question, how do you stay physically fit? So right now, um, that looks a lot different for me than it did, uh, say, um, five years ago. When I was not a runner at all, I didn't like running, I had no interest in it at all, I didn't want to go to the gym. So now, uh, how do I stay physically fit? I run five days a week, usually in some kind of marathon or some kind of training mode. I do a yoga class once a week. We'll talk a little bit about that in the coming weeks about why I do yoga. Yes, guys do yoga. And I do a strength workout class at Max Fitness uh, local gym. So I do that once a week as well. Third question, do you have a spiritual motto? How do you live out your faith? For me, there's the golden rule, which a lot of you may know, do to others as you would have them do to you. That's in Luke 6.31. And then also, another one I love, it's, it's simple, but it's, uh, it can be really revolutionary. Love one another as I have loved you. That's in John 13.34. So uh, two things that I live by, love others, um, put others first, which is not always easy, it's something you have to work on every single day. At least I do. And then the last one, what is one unique thing about you? Well, I was born on Friday the 13th, and my name is Jason. Now, I did not uh, come out of the womb with a hockey mask on, uh, but I, I, did, I was born before the first Friday the 13th movie came out. Jason, Jason, Jason. No, I, I have not killed anybody. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't wear a hockey mask. But, uh, again, that's kind of crazy. Born on Friday the 13th. Uh, 13 is my lucky number. So maybe because of that, who knows. 
So we're going to end each of these podcasts with um, something we're going to call food for thought. Um, some buzzworthy items in the news related to faith and related to fitness. And then we're going to have what, what um, we're calling our parting gift. It's a quote or thought or verse as a takeaway to inspire you to be better, which is really what we all want. So first, first things first, how did I get started? That is what so many people ask me about my fitness, about my running, my faith walk, my marriage. So let me tell you a little story. Um, remember the presidential fitness test? Uh, I think that's what they call it, the presidential fitness test when you were younger in school. I actually may be dating myself here since I'm 43 years old. It's part of what we did for school PE back in the day. It was a one one of the things you did was a one mile run. Well, um, back when I was in elementary school, I tried to do that. <clears throat> I tried to do it fast, but uh, I had asthma, so I ended up wheezing a lot and I finished the one mile, but I ended up throwing up at the end, which is uh, <clears throat> not ideal for sure. And you know, I know <clears throat> the reality is most people don't like running. I totally get that. Um, for me, I remember it being punishment uh, when I played on the basketball team in junior high and high school. And uh, it was just, you know, you had to run what we call, quote, suicides <clears throat> back and forth up the basketball court and sprint it. And uh, if you were, uh, you know, didn't do well in practice or didn't do well in the game before or something like that. <clears throat> but, um, you know, basketball, I loved playing it. I loved watching it. Um, you know, I live here in the South in uh, Georgia, right next to Alabama and, uh, around here, football is King, especially college football. I grew up in North Carolina where college basketball is King. So basketball was a sport that I played and watched everything else and, and such a fast paced thing. Well, that basketball locker room is also where I memorized the Lord's prayer. I had always gone to church, but um, it was something that maybe I didn't memorize it or, or wasn't part of my faith walk at that time. So the Lord's Prayer, if you haven't heard before, here it is. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory forever and ever Amen. Says a lot in just a few seconds. So uh, we'll chat about that a little more. You know, growing up, I had a, um, I remember having a sign up in my room. Um, I'm not sure if my mom put it there or, or if I, but it says, if you aim at nothing, you will hit it. So essentially what that means is you shoot low, that's what you're going to get. You know, nothing maybe. You shoot high, a much higher chance to succeed, perhaps beyond your wildest imagination. And um, as, you know, uh, you know, difference from, you know, running in basketball when I was a kid or the PE test or just being getting out of shape as you get older and go to college and, and get married and have kids. Um, so um, that's kind of my relationship with running is that, you know, it, it's it can when you first start, it, it can hurt um, pretty quick, pretty easily. Uh, you know, I'd be out of breath jogging just one block. And it showed me, you know, as I was older, um, and it gets harder as you get older, it showed me that I was out of shape. So uh, the question, you know, people still ask me, and maybe will always ask me, is why do I run? Well, for years, maybe decades, I lived 
what um, you might call something you might relate to, what you what you would call the yo-yo life. I was on and off diets, losing 20 pounds here, getting back into bad habits or stress or vacation or holidays or you know eating lots of food, then back up again to those same 20 pounds that I was before and so on and so on. Um, I didn't really like going to the gym. Uh, that was painful too. I, and I, I wasn't really experienced with how to use weights. And maybe, you know, I was prideful. I was embarrassed, didn't want to go to the gym because I really hadn't learned about how to do that. Then I think it was 2012. I wanted to do something different. So along with, you know, trying to eat healthier, uh, eat less, um, eat um, fewer carbs and sugar and all the stuff I wanted to eat, along with eating healthy, I started um, something you may or may not have heard of, Couch to 5K. Now, the, the good news is this is a free app that anyone can use on their phone. It's called C25K. So that's just the, the, the letter C and then the numbers 25 and then the letter K. C25K. It's a, a free app on your phone. And it's just eight weeks long. Uh, the commitment is only 30 minutes three times a week. So you're talking about an hour and a half in your week. Can you find an, a 90 minutes in your week to do some activity? And it's not really strenuous either. It's, it's at your pace. It's kind of... It starts off, you kind of jog uh, um, for 30 seconds and then walk for 30 seconds and then back and forth, back and forth. And you eventually build up where you're able to, after those um, eight weeks, you're able to jog whatever speed it is continuously for three miles or for 5K, which is, you know. um, So a few months later, I actually ran, and this was back, you know, seven, eight years ago, a few months later, I ran my first ever 5K, which is 3.1 miles. I ran it at midnight in Columbus, Georgia, where I live, and it was the country's barbecue Midnight Express. So it's kind of cool. It's, you know, a few thousand people, and you get to run in the dark, and there's, you know, festivities, and they give you free snacks at the end. And um, so, um, and years later, you know, that the coolest thing is that would actually be the first 5K for both of my kids, you know, to have two teenagers, a 15-year-old and a 16-year-old, that would be their first 5K as well, uh, which is it's good for them because they don't have to get up early on a Saturday and run a race. This was at midnight, which is nice. <clears throat> so after that, you know, uh, having gone through all this yo-yo life of dieting and um, exercise and not wanting to do this and do I eat, how long can I eat healthy, uh, this formula actually worked for me. Uh, running and um, succeeding. Um, and success for me, which was just finishing the race, running the race and finishing the race, that was success. It doesn't matter about my speed or where I ranked and, or anything like that, where I finished. Success for me was a relief, and it gave me confidence to keep it going and, and do even, even more, and not just to just diet, but really changing my lifestyle. And I became a runner, uh, whatever that means to someone, uh, labeled as a runner. And anybody, if you run at all, you can be, call yourself a runner. So a year later, I ran my first half marathon. That's 13.1 miles. I got a big cramp in my legs, big cramp, really painful at the end of that race. And kind of had to limp across the finish line, uh, not ideal. A few years later, I trained and completed my first full marathon, which is 26.2 miles in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, I, I have friends of mine that say um, they don't really even like to drive 
26 miles. Um, so uh, I, I understand running it is uh, is very difficult and takes months and months, usually about four months or more to, to train for your first <clears throat> or any full marathon. So my new goal, and we'll talk about this a little later in this podcast, about why it's my goal. My new goal is to run a marathon in all 50 states. So I've now got 39 to go. It's kind of a 10-year plan. So we'll see uh, how long I'm able to sustain this at my age, which uh, you know, age is just a number, and how long my wife will put up with uh, me traveling and uh, her going with me on some of these trips or my son going with me on some trips and how long uh, our budget can hold up to do all these marathons. But it's, it's, been, it's been a great adventure so far. Um, so, but before, before I talk to you about what the why and, and uh, about, you know, some things about, um, about faith and, and how these things kind of all merge together and what's the importance of doing all this stuff, I wanted to tell you about one of the amazing things that I, one of the most amazing things I've done in my entire life. It was an event called Run Across Georgia, which sounds crazy, right? Run across the entire state? Yep, that's what we did. Um, so um, I put together a team a couple years ago. We called it Team News Flash, appropriate since uh, working TV news. So me and some of the TV friends and some other running friends of mine, we just we put a team together, a team of 12 with some alternates, some extra people added in there. And um, Team News Flash competed in Run Across Georgia, which from Savannah to uh, Columbus across the state of Georgia – is 262 miles. So that's essentially like 10 marathons, essentially. 262 miles. <clears throat> we completed it twice, uh, one a couple years ago and once about a year and a half ago. And it's a, it's, it was an annual thing they put on here in this area. And it was really cool. And I'll, I'll talk about that a little more maybe in a future podcast about how we did everything with the RV and the food. And, you know, um, each of us had about five or six legs um, of about three to six miles each. And so you're talking about overall, you're doing maybe 25 to 30 miles over the course of 36 hours. So after each, you know, four or five mile run, you'd have about a uh, six to eight hour break to maybe eat or um, sleep. Uh, Those are two important things in life. But I want to tell you about one little uh, crazy thing that happens. And, um, you know, because sometimes you can only prepare so much. We're going to talk about preparation and training a little bit. And how do you how do you get there? You know, like I, I'm telling you about my story about you know getting started, but but how do you do it, right? And people say, well, how do you how do you get started running? Well, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Just the simple way that anybody can do this. But before you know, but 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 the sometimes there's you can only prepare so much. So on one of those legs, this is this is a crazy thing. Um, it's only happened to me once so far, and maybe it's happened to other people out there. But I'm not afraid to tell you about it. So on one of these legs, it's, it was about a six-mile run. It was in uh, Memorial Day weekend in Georgia on Run Across Georgia. And um, I'm completing this six miles through this country road, this highway. No police escorting like that. You're just kind of running. And uh, the car that's part of my team is supposed to pick me up at the end of that leg. Well, uh, about five miles in, my stomach starts churning, you know, really bad. And... Um, and I'm needing to use the restroom. Um, not number one, but you know, I really need to use the restroom. So, um, I said, let me just get through this. God just helped me just get through this, get to the, the rendezvous point 
and then I can get to the bathroom as quick as I can. Well, I got to the to the end of my leg, my miles, and my my guys weren't there. They had, I think, apparently had gotten lost getting to that point. So I saw this big um, RV and uh, ended up being another run across Georgia team. These were like the Rangers, the elites, something like that. So I knocked on the door, just desperate to go to the restroom. Um, and uh, I mean, when I knocked on the door, I told the guys, hey, I got to use the restroom. And uh, they immediately, <laughs> knowing that I guess what the question would be, they immediately said, number one or number two? So I said, number two. And so they almost were prepared because they handed me some wet wipes and said, good luck to you. I guess they didn't want me to smell up their RV restroom. So I was at the point of no return. I ran into the woods um, and um, laid some fertilizer down for the woods. And um, I was happy for that to be done. (laughs) And then my guys showed up. But um, it, it could have turned out a lot worse for me. Um, and, um, so the, the, I guess the message here, the, the lesson I learned, the lesson maybe you can learn is that you can prepare, you can train, you can, you know, with anything, with something with your job or something with fitness or, or church or whatever. Um, but you almost have to, um, also expect the unexpected and, you know, and, and kind of put yourself through different scenarios and what would you do? Um, it's kind of like the ABC show. What would you do? Um, so, <clears throat> um, so just, you know, think about it that way. So, and, uh, just have fun with it, laugh it off, you know, be, um, you know, if you can't laugh at yourself, who can you laugh at? Right. Um, and, um, so, you know, people ask, you know, because of things like that, because of I'm in pain after like a marathon or, have to recover. Some people ask, why in the world would you do this to yourself? Well, for me, one of the, one of the whys, one of the, one of the answers to that is I want to live life to the fullest, carpe diem. And, um, and to be really, um, blatantly honest with you, I love food. Um, something that needs to be put maybe on a bumper sticker. Uh, I run because I love to eat. if we, uh, you know, if we have, if anybody has a bumper sticker like that, let me know about it. Let me know where I can find it. Um, another why, another, um, you know, reason for me, I want to be a good, healthy example for my family, my kids. Uh, you know, the old adage, do as I say, not as I do. It's, that's not very effective. Actions for sure speak louder than words. Um, and has, as others have told me, um, you know, before, you got to find your passion. You got to find something that you enjoy. Uh, you will find time for things that matter to you most. I've heard that from from friends of mine. Um, maybe it's staying in shape, reading the Bible, things related to your job, a hobby that entertains you, vacations with family, or or, or all of the above. You know, any of that stuff. You're going to find time for things that matter to you most. And for me now, at least in my life, where I'm at right now. Running is something I now choose to make time for. Uh, whether you want to call it a, a midlife crisis or whatever, uh, for me it's a stress reliever, a chance to clear my thoughts. Um, and it has so many, um, for me at least, and, and hopefully for you, whatever that passion is for you, and, and it could be something fitness related or not. With me, this you know, running has so many mental, physical, and spiritual benefits. Um, and the same could be said for other workouts. 
Um, you know, maybe for you it's weightlifting. Uh, like Arnold says, I want to pump you up, right? Um, maybe um, it's for you it's tennis or softball or hiking, even golf. Um, you know, if, if you ride a golf cart, maybe less fitness, but uh, it can be a passion of yours. And uh, when I run, I also get to enjoy, enjoy the outdoors. And, I, and I, when I run with other people, I have fellowship with my friends uh, and others when, when, when you do a workout. Um, and my feeling is challenging your body is really what God intended. He doesn't want us to just go through and life and just do just the normal stuff and, and not push ourselves. Um, and he wants us to, to, to kind of, you know, uh, take life by the horns and go for it. Right. Carpe diem. And for me, running also is very raw. It's very visceral. Um, and it's nostalgic. You talk about back to the caveman days. It's just, for me, it's just, it's just me in the road, me in the trail. And, um, and, and you get a chance to kind of really, um, you know, be out there and kind of in your own thoughts, um, in your own prayers or whatever it is. And the good news about running, and I tell people this, you can virtually do it anytime, anywhere, right? Uh, maybe not as safe in the dark by yourself, um, but you can do that as well if you have somebody with you or a headlamp or in your neighborhood or whatever. Uh, it's an equalizer for a lot of us, um, it, it doesn't really, it doesn't matter, and I'm going to repeat this, it doesn't matter how fast or slow you are. Again, it does not matter <laughs> how fast or how slow you are. Um, you just need to go out there and run or walk anyway. Um, take your time with it. There's, there's no rush. Um, just go at your own pace. Uh, do your own thing. And that's, for me also, and for a lot of us, how it is as a Christian or whatever faith walk you're on. You've got to walk before you run. They joke with me in the newsroom, the TV newsroom where I work, uh, they call me Deacon Dennis, which I I take as a compliment um, because I I think that um, with your faith or with the things that you value, the things that you believe in the most, you need to really... Uh, instead of just talking to talk, you need to live it out. Live out your faith and live it out loud. Um, not necessarily, you know, in a obnoxious way, but so others that can 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 see that it brings you joy. And uh, you know, whatever you know you are passionate about, whatever your values are, your morals. Um, if you live that um, and show that by by how you act, how you treat others, then uh, it can be contagious, maybe. Not like a plague, contagious, but contagious, um, you know, in a, in a good way. Um, and you know, for 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 there's such a wide variety, you know, of course, in today's world of religions, faiths, belief sets that determine our moral compass, um, how we live life. Uh, now, I'm I'm here in Georgia. I'm not sure where you are, but I'm in Georgia, and um, we call it the Bible Belt down here. Christianity is part of our daily culture. So I grew up as a Christian. I attended church, uh, Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, non-denominational, all kinds of different churches, and um, I was I was there on a pretty regular basis as a kid, and it was a priority for my family. Uh, I'm blessed because of that. The cornerstone of my faith is that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. He died on the cross for our sins, rose from the dead three days later. He forgives us when we ask. We got to ask, and when we're weak, He is strong. Still, like most people, uh, whether they admit it or not as Christians, I've struggled with my faith at times. 
I've questioned, you know, why God, why do you allow these things to happen? You hear people say, why do good things happen to, and why do bad things happen to good people? And I've also always, you know, searched for his will for my life. We're all looking for some kind of purpose. Why are we here? And we're all really naturally selfish. Um, so the question, you know, I've asked when I was, you know, um, you know, a preteen, a teenager, um, you know, in my first job, even today as a, as a man in my 40s, I've asked, you know, God, what do you want to do with me? What do you want to do with my life? That's the question I've, I've continuously asked, you know, and and because uh, I want it to be, it's something bigger than myself, right? It's not just about me. It's about, it's about him. So, you know, to tell you a story about kind of how, kind of, you know, in, in a movie, there's always like a climax, a, a kind of a, a fork in the road, something that happens in that movie that uh, really changes the course of that movie, that story. For me, one of those moments was, and if you've ever worked as a waiter at a restaurant, I did that all through college, and um, it was a it was a cool job because you know back in the day, you know, 25 years ago, I could make 10 bucks an hour, um, and a lot of it cash, and which was a lot more than minimum wage back then. And um, it was, I, you know, I'm a people person, so it was kind of a cool. You get to interact with a lot of people. Well, as a waiter, you're also interacting with people that are sometimes not going to be happy no matter what. They're rude. They don't, you're not, you know, not can't bring their food out fast enough or it's not what they wanted or whatever. Well, I had one customer one time when I worked as a waiter, uh, this was during my college days, that he was real grumpy and, and you know, that was, uh, there's no way I was going to make him happy. So, um, and I had been thinking for weeks, you know, about, okay, God, where do you want me, you know, do you want me to, to do this after college or do this or do that? And, you know, what am I going to do with my life? And, and, and is this what I'm supposed to do? And he um, ended up, this 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 one customer who was kind of grumpy, uh, maybe he was just having a bad day or something like that. He, he, you know, I talked to him about, you know, uh, my life. He asked me about something and I told him about, you know, kind of I was kind of at a fork in the road. And, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, as a waiter, you get left tips. Well, he left me a tip. Uh, it was, it's actually now my favorite Bible verse. He wrote it down for me and left it on the table for me. Uh, he left me some money as well, but the tip he left me, which was the most important one was Proverbs three, five through six. That's my favorite verse. It says, if you, if, um, if you haven't heard it before, uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding In all your ways, submit to him, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. And so for me, um, you know, I, I needed to just trust God and um, with everything I had. And uh, because I, you know, my own understanding, my own knowledge, my own experiences wasn't going to be enough and, and really never is. So I just had to kind of just give it all to him and he's going to make your path straight. He's not going to lead you astray because uh, the path we may want that can, you know, sometimes or often lead to destruction. So I know God wants me to have a more abundant life. You know, he says that in the Bible, that abundant or fuller life can mean um, doing for others instead of always just doing for yourself. So, uh, and God, you know, opens doors for you to do just that. Uh, And then once he opens those doors, it's all about kind of walking through those doors, which is not always easy. You hear, um, you know, if you have friends of yours that are pastors, uh, I bet they'll tell you the story about running from the call to be a pastor. 
And, you know, that's a, that's a common theme um, because sometimes, you know, you'll hear that little your conscious or some kind of voice um, in the back of your head or, or an angel on your shoulder, they call it, saying something to you. And you're like, no, 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 I don't want that's too hard. I don't want to do that. Um, so, um, I, you know, I, myself, I'm not a, a pastor. Um, we're going to talk to some pastors uh, in the coming months on this Run the Race podcast. But uh, I'm not a full-time missionary living in a foreign land. But really, some of the biggest adventures in my life have, um, you know, has been the chance to go on close to, I think, about 10 overseas mission trips now to build churches, build Bible schools. Uh, my first one was in Haiti a year after the, the massive earthquake there, which was just, um, I'll tell you more about that in, in, in a later podcast. I've uh, been to Mexico. We even, our team from church, even stayed on a boat on the Amazon River. So, and I've had the opportunity to go on mission trips to Israel, and this past summer going to Africa. Uh, that was a once-in-a-lifetime trip to really kind of interact with the people there in places like Malawi, uh, the, uh, the, the heart of Africa. So when a door opens, I guess to say, you know, are you going to be ready? Are you going to be ready to, as Nike says, uh, just do it? Uh, and to be ready, you really, it's all about preparation. Um, before making the leap, uh, because if that door opens and you're not ready, um, you could, you could go for it, but it, it may be really messy. Uh, I, I've, I've learned from that from experience. So, um, it's like if you take a test without studying or apply for a high level job and maybe you don't have the right education or experience, or would you run a race without training? Um, it often does not work out well at all. You can get hurt. Um, in these instances I talked about, you can get hurt academically, financially, or end up, you know, your body being injured. Um, one of my uh, favorite movies, um, I love lots of movies from the 80s and the 90s. One of my favorite movies, The Matrix, uh, there was a line in there, if I can remember it. Um, Morpheus said to Neo, there's a difference between knowing the path and walking the path. That's pretty deep. So um, it comes down to um, being ready. Um, and, you know, we hear a lot about, you know, kind of fitness and getting, you know, getting in shape and getting ready for something, you know. But I think there's physical training and then there's also spiritual training. And the spiritual training, you know, uh, can look a lot different for a lot of different people. Um, it can, you know, reading the Bible, uh, studying whatever the core is of your faith, praying, on a, on a regular basis, fellowship with other believers, and, and they can help you. They can give you wisdom. Um, and you got to make it a habit. you got to make appointments like you do for your job, and it's not easy. I, I tell you for sure that uh, it is not easy. Uh, you know, I struggle with it on a daily basis. You really have to make time for it. And that could be something, you know, do it early first thing in the morning, do it on lunch break, do it at night, but sometimes if you wait until the end of the day, you're tired and you don't feel like doing it or you want to just go to sleep. So, um, And then uh, on the other side of it, the physical side of it, um, you know, a lot of friends may say, you know, I don't like going to the gym or I, I hear this a lot. I can't run. Well, you know, and, and you know, the, the, on, the honest truth, the truth is really anyone can get in shape, no matter your shape, no matter your size. You just have to want to. You just have to kind of be willing to put in the work or, or you know, do it when you don't want to do it, when it's when you're tired, when it's cold or hot outside. And 
Um, and you got to develop a plan. You got to, you got to, okay, here's my plan of action, right? For me, like it was the couch to 5k, you set a goal, uh, and maybe pay for that goal as incentive. Uh, that could be a gym membership or signing up for a local race. And you've got some skin in the game. You got some investment in there. You pay, you know, whatever it is, you know, 30 bucks to, to run that 5k. Doesn't have to be a big commitment. In fact, you know, the slower you start, probably the better, um, and you can find deals at gyms, so no excuses there. I pay about 10 bucks a month, and often they're open 24 hours a day, so timing's not an issue. So um, for me, and, and, and I think that this is you know, what I've kind of learned along the way through my LEs, my life experiences, you got to eliminate those excuses. So find what's convenient to your schedule. What can you do? You know, what do you enjoy? Working out or running or competing in a sport, you know, it's not always going to be easy either. So uh, this is not the easy way out, okay? But you can make it fun. Maybe you train with a friend or find someone you can compete against or just kind of any way if you like competition, you know, have that as part of it, you know? Um, I had no aspirations to enter any kind of bodybuilding competition or when I played tennis through, all through high school, I didn't, I didn't have aspirations of being in the pro tennis circuit or – you know, I, I never really wanted to be in the Army, and, and I never really wanted to run more than a, a 5K. Uh, these are things that people sometimes dream about, running, you know, these long distances, whatever else. I was just like, you know, I just want to run a little bit, lose a little weight, whatever. So um, for me, three miles was enough. That's I'm good. You know, three miles, that's good. But, you know, God put a desire inside me to, to challenge myself, to push myself for the sake of mind, body, and soul, but also... Um, for his glory, um, not just for myself. You know, I do kind of, it's cool. I get to finish these races and get medals and tell my friends about it. And, and, and they're like, congratulations and, all, and pats on the back. And that's all well and good. But for me, it's about, you know, um, making, making Jesus famous, not just making Jason famous. So, um, and what I've learned and then I think that what we all need to know is that your body, my body, your body is capable of doing a lot more than we think. Um, and uh, we just have to push it. Um, you never know unless you try, right? Um, and so that's uh, what I've, uh, you just, just get out there and, and the act of doing or starting, you know, um, it, takes, um, it takes courage to start and strength to finish. So um, be courageous. It was, for me, that first marathon that I finished three and a half years ago, it was exhilarating. You know, 26.2 miles. It was like, man, wow, I can't believe it. It took me five hours, and believe me, I was really glad to be done. Um, and I think just maybe hours or days later, you know, after that relief kind of wore off, I hear that still small voice saying, keep going. And I was like, What? keep going. What do you mean? It was kind of like, uh, that, that epiphany, that moment, uh, like you, you in the uh, movie field of dreams. Um, I love that movie. Um, you know, he's list, he's hearing voices in the field. I'm not saying I always hear voices, but <laughs> he hears voices. Uh, if you build it, he will come. If you build it, he will come. <laughs> so, um, so, I heard, I, you know, keep going is what I, you know, what, what I think God was putting in my heart. So, so, okay, what's next now? <laughs> let's, um, let's try something really out of my comfort zone. How about we uh, do another marathon and faster this time? I was like, what? I, I'm, I'm done with that, right? So, um, 
so for me, it was it was the next was set a goal, and um and and that goal was giving me a mark. It's like in football uh, terms, you have the um, those ten yards to get a first down, or or you know the full one hundred yards to get a touchdown. And a goal is motivating. It forces or prompts you to get out there and do the work to train well. You have this goal. I want to complete it, and I'm going to make this plan and do it. Uh, you find that training plan. You talk to those who've done it before. You do the work, and you go. So, um, you know, that that's what you do. And, uh, you know, it's like I was talking about before, eliminating the excuses. You know, uh, recently we just had um, – we turned our clocks back an hour, which was um, great to get that extra hour of sleep. We love that. It's fall. The weather's finally getting better for us to get outside. The bad news is – when you turn the clocks back, daylight saving time or whatever it's called nowadays, we have this um, what people sometimes call winter darkness. Uh, the mornings get even darker. Uh, it makes getting out of bed uh, any earlier than necessary really impossible. So for those um, wanting to look for excuses to work out, they want to just stay in bed. Oh, it's dark outside. Oh, I don't want to go to the gym. Oh, I don't want to do this. You know, that That's like, okay, well, this is a perfect excuse. It's dark outside. So as we lose that daylight, we also maybe lose uh, motivation, um, and um, and there's a there's a, a health and wellness app called Mind Body, and it says that 55 percent of people who exercise frequently say they are least motivated to exercise during autumn. So, um, so okay, so how can you get past that? Um, you know, you can try a home exercise program, home workouts, videos. Maybe you have a treadmill or a bike or a or a uh, you know, some kind of rower or something like that at home, something you can get off of Facebook Marketplace, um, used or whatever else, something that where you're not, it's not weather dependent and um, home friendly pieces of equipment. There, you can get a kettlebell or a medicine ball, or I do a thing every now and then. It's an app called Seven Minute Challenge. It's only seven minutes and it's uh, like almost like a 30 minute workout. It's really intense. We're going to be closing out this first podcast soon. So I appreciate you staying with us for sure. Um, but like I said, I'm going to end up with uh, food for thought. A couple of news stories that are interesting um, to me, at least. Uh, one related to fitness, one related to faith. And I'm uh, going to talk about that for just a few minutes. Um, so this first one is an 11-year-old um, from um, from Montgomery, Illinois, not Montgomery, Alabama, Montgomery, Illinois. His name's Aiden Jaquez. Um, he ended up, um, set a goal when he was just six years old. Uh, he wanted to run a half marathon in all 50 states. So, um, man, I can't even imagine. When I was like six years old or 11 years old, I was thinking about just, I don't know, just running around and having fun with my friends and and uh, summertime and, and, you know, going on trips with my family. But, uh, man, this guy, Aiden, uh, 11 years old, and uh, they uh, believe he's the youngest to ever achieve this feat. So he completed it. His first one was in Sarasota when he was six, and he completed all 50 states for half marathons, 13.1 miles, uh, just recently did that. And he apparently was obsessed with the Guinness Book of World Records. His grandmother grandmother saying the sixth grader has always read books from beginning to end, and he figured out it's a chance to be where he can actually be in the book. Set himself the goal to be the youngest person ever to run a half marathon in all 50 states. Job well done. Job well done, Aiden. Well, another man on the other side of the, the age spectrum, um, and, and this is um, having to do with Habitat for Humanity, 
which um, deals with sweat equity hours, which uh, you put in the sweat. Uh, and, and at the end of that, as, when, as you worked alongside volunteers, you get the house as well, uh, the house that you need. Well, on the other end of the age spectrum, compared to 11-year-old Aiden, we have 95-year-old former president Jimmy Carter in Georgia, who, um, who's been heard a few times recently, but he lives out his faith through service. Um, the Carters recently were in Nashville for the um, for a project for Habitat for Humanity, where they, uh, you know, they they build and renovate and repair, you know, so many homes alongside volunteers. Um, and uh, Jimmy Carter out there, 95 years old, what an inspiration! Uh, wearing his work boots, his jeans, uh, in t-shirt, and uh, same thing, the, the same shirt that all the other volunteers get. And uh, but he does stand out a little bit. Former president. Uh, 95 years old, the oldest living former president, and uh, he's physically frail, but man, sharp as attack, they say, and so he was out there doing it, um, and again, Habitat for Humanity, founded back in 1976 in America's Georgia, and, um, you know, Carter um, doesn't just uh, talk the talk, he walks the walk, um, he's out there helping to do some construction work at that age, no excuses, right? He still teaches Sunday school twice a month at Maranatha Baptist Church, People coming to Plains, Georgia, from all around the world to hear his uh, Sunday school lessons. And um, he leads morning devotions at Habitat for Humanity. So, uh, you know, his faith is in, in his entire life of service, serving other people, has been aligned with the mission of Habitat for Humanity. Um, what their mission is, here's their mission, seeking to put God's love into action. Habitat for Humanity brings people together to build homes, communities, and hope. And we're all looking for hope, right? So President Carter says, you know, one of the best ways that he can put his faith into action is to work with Habitat for Humanity and show people that that's what it is about. So uh, like I promised, we also have a parting gift for you. This is not a game show. This is the Run the Race podcast, but we want to give you a parting gift. And uh, it is a quote from one of my all-time favorite athletes, maybe yours as well, Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player of all time, the GOAT, as the kids say these days. The uh, Michael Jordan said, you must expect great things of yourself before you can do them. So let me say that again. You must expect great things of yourself before you can do them. That's great. You you got you gotta you gotta you know it's the power of positive thinking. You gotta you, you you visualize it. You say you know I'm gonna do this, and it's not being egotistical or selfish. It's just saying I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna put in the work, and I'm gonna I'm gonna finish it. I'm gonna finish the race. I'm gonna run the race. I'm gonna finish it. So very cool. So on the next podcast, I'm gonna give you a brief breakdown of how my last big race went. Uh, the very rainy but inspirational Marine Corps Marathon in Washington D.C. in Arlington, Virginia. Um, but I, at first, I wanted to finish up, uh, before I talk a little bit about, more about the next podcast, I want to finish up with, with a prayer, because uh, I think that's important that we, you, know, you, you start and end things with prayer. I prayed before, this, uh, before I started this podcast. I'm going to pray to finish it up. So, dear God, thank you for this time together. Uh, thank you for this opportunity to share about you and about fitness and about just our lives and, and what, we, what we go through uh, that we can share in the journey of uh, there's going to be some, some peaks, some valleys. Um, and, and God, that we put you first and uh, that we uh, glorify you and uh, that we try to, um, you know, uh, protect our minds and our bodies from the temptations and uh, the, the tough things in life to stay positive. And we just thank you for all your blessings. In your name we pray. Amen.
So again, on the next podcast, I'm going to give you a brief breakdown of the Marine Corps Marathon that I did finish, my, my 11th, my 4th this year that took place in Washington, D.C. and Arlington, Virginia. I'm also going to do uh, an interview that you guys are going to love with a man who's completed more than a dozen full Ironman competitions. Man, that is wild. Uh, an Ironman, if you don't know already, I mean, it can take you know the elite athletes 12 to 16 hours to finish just one of those competitions, and he's done more than a dozen. We're going to talk to him about being an extreme athlete, definitely in my eyes, extreme athlete, and he is also abundant. We talked about abundant life. He's had an abundant life as a, uh, a grandfather, husband, and a servant leader. He's given a lot to charities locally. He also ha- so happens to be the director of the Soldier Marathon in Georgia, which uh, some of that race takes place on Fort Benning, uh, the um, one of the largest army installations in the world, just right down the road from us. Uh, the Soldier Marathon now in its 10th and um, what they say, perhaps final year. Um, again, um, you know, we're going to be talking to him on the next podcast. We hope you listen. And again, thanks again for joining us on on this one, my first one. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you didn't fall asleep. I've still got my, uh, my second cup of coffee here. So I'm going to uh, sip on that a little bit uh, now that I'm finishing up. So, uh, and please tell others about this podcast. Um, you can find it on iTunes, Spotify, a lot of other places where all this kind of audio can be found. We also have a section on WTVM.com. That's the website for my TV station, WTVM.com, where you can uh, look up these podcasts and learn more about me and, and uh, my journey. And, and if you have any questions, and you know, we're going we're gonna to be setting up a Facebook page and all that kind of stuff where you can ask those questions. And, and uh, maybe, maybe I'll mention you here on the podcast uh, in the near future, um, in 2020 or whatever. Um, and so I'm hoping to do this as a weekly podcast. And I uh, really hope that it's that you enjoy it. We're going to have, uh, again, I was my own guest this time. We're going to have special guests on each and every week um, talking about some really, uh, their, their stories about how they can inspire us, what they've done and how they've kind of come from those valleys and, and gone up to the peaks, that kind of thing. Um, and so you can also use the hashtag run the race podcast. Again, that's hashtag run the race podcast. Again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it has been an honor to be your host today and your host in the future. Uh, as we talk about faith and fitness, and we're going to continue this journey together. I promise until next time. See ya.